You know, everybody does deserve a little sunshine. Should it come at the cost of one of the most populated cities in the world? We'll talk about it as we review Weathering with You this week on Shonen and Suds. Cody. We're back. We're back. How the hell are you? We're back, Chris. I am, uh... I am great, honestly. Uh, I I can't complain. I've been, I've been very busy this week, but you know, uh-huh. we when I've had some free time, we got to watch some good anime this week. Just a movie, of course. Yes, absolutely. Talking about weathering with you, of course. But um, yeah, it's just a nice. Uh, it's nice to watch something like very, just pretty fantastic, in my opinion. Uh, one of my favorite animated films of all time, for sure. It's excellent. It is an excellent, excellent movie. And uh, I mean, the studio that does these, or the guy that does these, it's this. This is definitely like Miyazaki 2.0, right? This is Ghibli 2.0. This is we're 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 telling we're telling fantastic stories, but I like that they're being told in very grounded, real world settings. Yeah, you know. Your name is about, you know, multiple like time traveling space time points. And this movie's about a girl who can make the, you know, who basically she's a sun girl and can, can pray to have the sun break through all these, tra- you know, crazy rain, like rain clouds, like really fantastical, you know, very science fiction y kind of stuff. But I love that they're just very real world, like they're in populated cities, like. Here we get to see old boy eat a Big Mac. You know what I mean? Like just little, little real things like that. Like in the attention to detail in the worlds are just like it's the movie. The, these movies have been so fun to watch, and yeah. the story for the most part is very, very good. Um, I have my gripes with the ending, and that's basically what you and I have been talking about prior to us recording. I have some issues with it, mm-hmm. but. That does not derail from what an excellent movie it is. Um, it impacts how I've ranked it, but I would highly recommend this movie to any single person who likes watching anime. That's uh, we we can start right there. This is this was fantastic, and it was really it was very much worth watching. But I don't know if I'd watch it again, and I say that because of the ending. Okay, I, mean, I think I think that's you made some fair points. Um... Of course, like like I said earlier, we're talking about weathering with you for those that might have missed me say that. Um, yeah, man, I think honestly, I think this might be like my the the peak of animation for me personally. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, it's beautiful! It's yeah. so beautiful. I think this is like like I love Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and mm-hmm. um, and I I used to think that was you know the be all end all, and I think it probably still is in my opinion. Um, although Demon Slayer is really putting up a fight, I, I'll tell you what: D- Demon Slayer has definitely shattered my what I my conventions of what I thought an animated show could be. And uh, I'll tell you what, though, this, this movie comes close, and I'd be willing to bet before it's all said and done, this studio will come up with probably the greatest animation of all time. And, but not right now. I think, I think Demon Slayer definitely has that shit in the bag. Oh, that's fair. That, that's fair. Yeah, but this I st- is real close. They're yeah. on the cusp. Yeah, this like, and I think if Demon Slayer, like, if they were in the same kind of world or like styled worlds, like if mm-hmm. they were making Demon Slayer in like a setting like this, I don't think it would look as good. Obviously, you know, it's it's kind of hard to no. compare those things. 
Um, yeah, like I said, it had, the just, characters have those very soft features. It's a very, again, very Ghibli esque type. The faces are rounded, the noses, and the like. Everything is very soft on the characters. Yeah, but like I like it. The attention to detail, Chris. We, we talked about it earlier. We both want to go to McDonald's and get a Big Mac. Dog, after, I after wanted the... a Big Mac so fucking, uh, so fucking fast. After he uh, opened that box and you saw like the little bun do like the poof, and I was like, <laughs> damn. That looks real fucking good. And well, then, like, reality I'm ordering McChickens. <laughs> like, I need a Big right? Mac. <laughs> but then also, too, like, reality set it. And I'm like, man, I've never ordered a Big Mac in America that looks that good. Maybe in Japan, that's how they come out. Because, you know, <laughs> there's actually, like, attention to detail and, like, deliberates and everything that they do, you know. Versus it's like, fuck it, throw it in a bun, throw it in a box, get it out of here type of thing, you know. Yeah. If your lettuce is on top on the top bun, you're like, wait a minute. That's right. <laughs> How the fuck did this happen? Um, but, but yeah, just a quick spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen Weathering with you. Definitely go watch it. Um, uh, absolutely. And you can check it out on HBO Max if you have it. It is, again, 1,000% worth watching. Yeah. I, I definitely think Makoto Shinkai, he, like you said, he's like, he's like Miyazaki's like 2.0. Like he's just the next... Yeah. Next big thing, obviously, you know, Miyazaki supposedly he's making one more film. He's got to retire like six or seven more times before he makes it. Um, exactly. Which is, you know, I, I'm just teasing there, of course. Um, but I think he, Makoto Shinkai, I think he will, he's going to like take the reins. It'll be like some sort of like passing of the torch. And I'm not sure if they've ever like worked together on anything, but man, he, he just seems like he is the future of animated movies, at least. Definitely a great storyteller. That's for sure. There's no, there's no two ways to that. I, I've enjoyed, you know, obviously all, all I know of is this and your name, both excellent stories. Um, yeah. Eventually, hopefully, we can get um, more of his films like available on streaming services because he's made like five centimeters per second, Children Who Chase Lost Voices, uh, and The Garden of Words, which I've heard nothing but good things about all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just. Getting those on like a Netflix or an HBO. Um, obviously, yeah. obviously, your name and Weathering with You were like huge commercial hits. Uh, I think they're ranked third and sixth in biggest Japanese films or highest-grossing Japanese films of all time. Um, so, yeah, and that's impressive. That is absolutely impressive. Very impressive. But yeah, that is that. That's what we'll be talking about today. Uh, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, guys, I am Cody Snodgrass. And I'm Chris Adams, and welcome back once again to some Shonen and Suds. And uh, yeah, we, we're, we're coming in very high-spirited. We put all the bullshit behind us, and we're coming out with nothing but bangers moving forward. And uh, you know, we, we got the results of our poll. Not much news-wise to talk about, um, or nothing that we're really paying attention to, because as we always say, man... We, we try to we try to stay away from uh you know from Twitter and all these other social media platforms because I don't want to be spoiled. If I find something, I want I want to find it more organically or I want to hear where like, I'm I'm old fashioned man. If I find, I, I want to hear it by word of mouth. I think that's fair. Uh, I think. Oh wait, okay, we do have some news, Chris. Okay, is it good, bad, or indifferent? Uh, Dragon Ball Super superhero film rescheduled to June 11th after the Toei animation hack. So, uh, yes, I do remember they were hacked. And, um, yeah, I, I remember the movie was on hold indefinitely. But that's good to know that 
delayed by a couple of months, which means we'll probably get it at the end of summer. Or that just means the Japanese release was delayed and America is still, or North America worldwide is still on track for a couple months after that. Yeah, it looks like it was originally slated for the 22nd, which is a week from today. Um, yeah. But it is now in move to June 11th for Japan, at least. Um, I know it was slated for summer in North America, so maybe we could get... I mean, hopefully we can get it, like, right in July. That'd be cool if we could just do... Like, we don't have to wait oh, too long, hopefully. Uh, fingers crossed yeah. there. Tr truth be told, I was fully expecting it to be August. Like, that's legitimately... I was really thinking August was the time frame mm -hmm. um, that we were going to be looking at. Um, so, you know, if I get it before mm -hmm. August... That's fine. If I get it, if I get it in September, still fine. Like it's still within that like time frame where I'm like, okay, this is what I expected. Oh, Chris. Any longer than that, I'm gonna be a sad boy. And then uh, one more uh, big piece of news here. It looks like uh, Full Metal Alchemist live action is getting a sequel, and there's a new trailer for it. So, mm. <laughs> interesting. Very. Uh... I don't know who called for that sequel. Um, Actually, I'm really glad you said that. That reminded me. A small part of me is now very glad that the, that Brotherhood did not win the poll because that means after Brotherhood, we would have had to watch the live action uh, Full Metal. Ah, yeah, you're right. So damn. So, but that's okay. That's okay because we will we will cover Brotherhood. We will cover the original um, Full Metal. We will cover the live action. Um, but I guess if that doesn't if that doesn't spoil who won the poll, we might as well just go ahead and say it now, then, right? Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, it was not Pacific Rim: The Black. Um, oh, that's all right. As excited as we were, uh, we nominated the heavy hitters, and Jujutsu Kaisen uh, managed to edge out uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. So we'll be covering uh, the first twelve episodes of Jujutsu Kaisen next week, and then the following twelve the week after. Um, so, and I'm keeping my expectations curbed, by the way, because I know nothing about this show. I've yeah. seen like the characters around, but I know nothing about them. I know nothing about their personalities. I know, I know nothing about this show at all. So, yeah. and I'm trying, and I, I'm trying to ignore the hype. I know people love it. I know they love it, and I don't want to know. I want to go in ice fucking cold. Yeah. So, and I, and I am glad that I also I know nothing about this show. I know oh, this is I, awesome. This will be know, a great I, organic experience. I know one single thing that happens in it, and we'll talk about it next week when we watch it. Um, okay. But I don't know the uh, the reasoning behind this certain thing happening. Um, like okay. I, I know that's kind of vague, um, but when we get there, you'll understand. I don't I don't want gotcha. to like spoil it just in case it's like a big moment. Um, sure. Yeah, like it's not like Demon Slayer where like. There's probably some demons that are getting laid, you know? It's yeah, <laughs> Jujutsu yeah. Kaisen, yeah, I have no I idea like what the a, fuck that means. <laughs> I, li I like a show. I like a show and a movie that tells me exactly what I'm getting into. You know, Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre. Uh, cowboys versus aliens. Um, let's see, what's another one? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Those are the first two that pop off, you know, off yeah. the top of my head. Titanic. <laughs> Titanic, exactly. You know where it's going. Um, right. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, obviously, we both heard nothing but good things about this show. Um, it's supposed Absolutely. to be like one I'm, of the, I'm excited. the future of Shonen is one of, one of these shows. Um, yeah. 
that's you know that's that's what we'll cover next week and the following week um and then we should be getting to demon slayer soon i know they have i think like three more episodes to dub mm-hmm. or maybe i'm thinking of attack on titan i don't know i've been looking i've, been, I've just been waiting for dubs of everything so we can cover them on the podcast so mm-hmm. hopefully demon slayer will be close to being done by then um but yeah we're not here to talk about that we're here to talk about weathering with you but chris uh you know, we gotta we gotta do one more thing before we get into the meat and potatoes. Oh, definitely. I need to know, and the people need to know. What's drinking? Oh, that was Ooh, good one. crack. All right, Chris. Ooh, that smells really good. Chris, I've been on a little I've been on a little margarita kick this week. Um, oh hell yes! And I know I've covered a lot of different of like the margaritas that Bud Light makes. Um, mm-hmm. and this one I haven't had. This is a sparkling strawberrita. I, I, I would imagine it just has a little more, uh, I don't know, fizz. Like I'm, I'm not sure exactly what the difference is between this and the regular strawberrita. It had a fancy mm-hmm. new can, so that's why I grabbed it. Um, but yeah, I've been on a margarita kick. I, I, I thought about getting a bottle of just the pre-made margarita, like 1800 or you know Jose Cuervo. Sure. Um, but you know, it's been a little while since I had a good crack on the podcast, so I had to, I had to grab the tall boy of this. That is true. That is true. How is it, Cody? Oh. Don't, 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 uh, you know. I, 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 I had to get a swig of that, Chris. Um, it is, uh, it's very sweet. Um, <laughs> it doesn't really taste like much different than the regular, uh, strawberry, I guess. I'm not sure why it's called the sparkling, but, you know, it, it tastes fantastic. I, I, I can't complain, Chris. Um, 8%. Not too bad. I'm looking for the calories on this bad boy. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> You got it written sideways. Okay, Chris, this is not for the not for the faint of heart. You know, this is this is the big two hundred and forty nine calories. Okay, we oh man, our beach bods cannot skip. take this. Uh, <laughs> but it tastes so damn good. So that's what I'm having today. Oh. Uh, what about you, Chris? What are you drinking? Well, I'm still here sick, sipping on some local porters. Uh, I know last week I did the uh, the Hardywood Baltic Sunrise. This week I'm going a little further uh, up north in Virginia. Um, out of Alexandria, we're doing a uh, Port City, uh, Port City's port, just their their regular American porter, um, seven point four percent ABV, and uh, again, it's more flavors of like coffee, dark chocolate, some slight fruity notes, um, but again, it's just a very very simple classic characteristic of the porter style, and it's good. Again, it, it's it's again it's heavy, but not as heavy as the one I was drinking last week, and this is another one that again I say. You, this is a porter you could have with any meal of the day. Great with French toast. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner. <laughs> no one else it's really good with? Smoked meats. Ooh. If you like real smoky, like barbecue or like brisket, uh, porters are absolutely fantastic with stuff like that. Love that, love that. Yeah, man. I am here to always drop the beer knowledge. And uh, again, another just easy to find year-round porter. So, if, uh, I mean, obviously it's a local, so you probably won't find it over in your neck of the woods. But, um, you know, when when we uh, when we meet up again in Florida, Cody, which will be in about a month and a half, we'll uh, we'll definitely do some. Uh, we'll we'll take some time and do some good beer sipping. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, obviously we are going to once again wrangle up the two for one Chili's booze. Uh, <laughs> no, no bathroom cleaning required this time. That's right. But, um, yeah, but, I'm, um, I'm very excited we're, to. We're, we're, we're... Oh, go ahead. 
No, I was going to say, we're, we're going to have you try something off the beaten path, something you wouldn't normally drink. Oh, yeah, I got to have something that's not Anheuser-Busch, you know. Like, you're having your oh, local yeah. beers, I'm having technically local a local beers. beer, but, like, yeah. it's, it's, like, worldwide at this point. Um, yeah, I definitely You're need right it. there, though. You're in the belly of the beast, though. You're at the, you're at the, right there at the, the mecca, the, 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 the hub. That's fair, though. You know, I, I think I need to... I need to broaden my horizons, you know. I, I think this is my final straw burrito, or burrito, I should say, that I've, you know, I've had every flavor just about at this point. Um, I need to, I need to try some new beers. I need to broaden my horizons. So maybe we're in Florida. I'll try some things. Uh, well, that's right. And again, if you don't like it, you know, you know, your old boy Chris will drink it. <laughs> that's right. I'll slide it across the table. You know, that right. that's the best part about the two for one at Chili's, Chris. You get yes. two. So like, you can get one. You can have one, and I can try the other if I don't like it. I'll get the next round of two pass for one. That's right. Show will go on. <laughs> Damn yeah. right. It yeah, will. very excited to be uh, heading back to Florida. You know, it feels like we just got back. Maybe in, mm-hmm. in, in some ways we technically did. Um, yeah, it's true. It's true. And we're heading back once again because uh, you know we we've made no bones about it here on this podcast. We are Final Fantasy. We are trading card gamers. Um, and OP for that game is finally starting back up. Very baby step, but it's starting back up. And uh, it's going to be nice to see all the gang again. You know, going to see AEW earlier in this month or or at the end of last... No, it was the beginning of this month, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was the beginning of last month. It was, yeah, wow. March. It was in March, has it yeah. really been... Holy shit, has it really been that long? Time just flies. Um, that was That was a taste. That was a sample. But we're going like full homie squad. Yeah, we, you know, not just not just yeah. the four piece. I think we're in an Airbnb with like ten other boys, oh, and I think do, we're doing the fifty piece two fry meal deal. <laughs> is what we're doing. That's right. That's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Um, and I think I might even try to make. If you end up going to the Pennsylvania one, I think I might try to go out to that as well. Yeah, um, I, I think I will because that's one I can actually drive to really quickly. It's a. It's when I say quickly, it's a four hour drive, but. Four hours or less is definitely my like drive comfort zone. That's it's right. just a real easy up. Like, it's a real easy up and back. Get up early enough, grab breakfast on the way out, do your thing, you know, spend a night up there because there's plenty of you know whatever whatever the case may be. We're gonna make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, Chris, that's 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 what we're drinking. That's our planned trips we have, and uh, I think it's time to dive into weathering with you. Absolutely, man. Grab your rain boots and your umbrella and a great attitude because we're diving right into a fantastic tale that's, again, very, very grounded as far as, you know, setting. and you know, But I would I would dare say this, Cody, of the two movies that I've seen between this and because obviously this one and your name are the two that come up the most. Because like you said, these are the these are critically acclaimed. These are commercial successes. I would say this one is definitely the more whimsical of the two. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, yeah, I, I think I still agree. The, the, your name has some some interesting uh, things going on with it, like the time travel and the body switching. But this yeah. one's more. Uh, I don't know. There's just something fantastical. Yeah, and it's like fantasy about... kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but let's uh, let's do a quick tale of the tape here, Cody. So obviously we've got uh, weathering with you, which uh, also in Japanese literally uh, the I guess the the kanji and the name actually uh, translate to child of weather. Um, I I think I like the American the the uh, the North American name a little bit better, unless that's you know 
Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, I don't, <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's interesting. Maybe, maybe it sounds cooler in Japanese. I don't know. I don't speak Japanese. I don't. I don't. I don't either. Maybe. What, what, maybe. Do, what do we know? You know. Um. <laughs> I'm, I'm just an old gringo over here. But uh, this movie was released in Japan, July 19th of 2019. And Cody, if I'm not mistaken, didn't this show up in the states like right at the beginning of COVID? I think it was before. I want to say. I don't know what the actual. Let me see if I can find the U.S. release. Oh yeah, right before. Well, you know, in, in my opinion, Chris, and this isn't to. Mm-hmm. You know, to be, you know, not to cause any uh, drama, but COVID mm-hmm. to me didn't start until Tom Hanks got it, and that's when we all really fucking went <laughs> into right. panic mode. You know, which yeah, was, we can't lose can't lose Tom Hanks to this shit. I can tell you right now, it was March seventh, twenty twenty, is when you know we went into lockdown. When Tom Hanks got COVID, it was all over. Um, but yeah, this came out uh, January twentieth of twenty twenty. Uh, okay, so the beginning of the year. So back before we all here in the states, we all knew better. We were all just uh Oh, it's just the flu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a, it was just like a rumor we thought it was going to be, you know, like... Mm-hmm. I, like, I had always heard about West Nile and, like, swine flu and all these different things, and I was always just like, and nothing's going to happen, so we're going to be fine. Uh, you know? So it's wild to think, Cody, that this movie is a relic of a before time that we'll never see again. Yeah, the before times, Chris. EC, before COVID. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. Yeah. The, the next unit of time. Yeah, fortun- but, fortunately, I was I was lucky enough to... I, I think I went and saw this... No, I only saw this one once. Um, your Name I saw, I believe, three or four times. Um, but this one I saw one time, and then I, I bought it on Blu-ray whenever it came out. Uh, and I watched it one other time, but it's been... It's been at least a year since I last saw it until now, which is kind of why I was struggling these past couple weeks trying to remember like everything that happened in this show. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just another, just another smash hit. Yeah, absolutely. Because this this movie made a shit ton of money. I want to say worldwide, um, it's made cl- close to two hundred million dollars worldwide. Yeah, it's... um, since release, so it's it's up there. This this movie's made some fucking cash. Yeah, the sixth highest grossing anime film of all time. And that's that's pretty good. That's not that's not bad. nothing to sneeze at. I mean, obviously, you know, it it was fifth, and then Demon Slayer just fucking. Showed up out of nowhere. That's right, and just fucking hit him with the old fucking box office first form. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's up there with the likes of... I think it's it's made more money than the first Pokemon movie, which is a big... I mean, that's kind of like... I wanna be the very best. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's... No one ever was. Like, that's good competition to have up there with you. Um, it's, elite, it's elite company, that's for sure. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, when I saw it in theaters, obviously it was stunning. Uh, another one of the, uh, obviously Makoto Shinkai. I saw your name, so like I know like anytime I go to the theaters and check out one of this guy's films, it's just gonna be even if I, I've never seen a bad story from him, but even if the story were to be bad, I know the animation and the music are just gonna be breathtaking. It's like fucking seeing Steven Spielberg's name on something. Yeah, like I I could. This is one of those movies where you, I think you could just mute the TV and just watch the the animation and be. Yeah. Perfectly content. Um. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, excellent movie. Um, so yeah, so Cody, if you want to, you want to take us through what we've seen here. Take take us through this. I know you you absolutely love this movie, probably a little bit more than I do. Like I said, I was very very happy to watch this. I have a lot of bones to pick with the ending, but 
I think the journey that gets us there makes it a little bit more easy to digest and understand. But uh, and Cody, let's, uh, here's here's the keys. I'm I'm throw, I, they got the fu- you got the fuzzy dice. I'm in, I'm riding, <laughs> bitch. Let, let's go. Let us go to Tokyo and just in. I don't know, man. Like these torrential rainstorms, is just, just is that just the world we live in now? Apparently so, Chris. And honestly, ironically enough, we had you know I, I live right in the middle of Tornado Alley here. Um, oh, of course you do. So it was downpouring yesterday. We had like tornado watches throughout the whole day. Um, of course. And of course, I put this movie on, and you know it's just raining in this movie, raining outside. I'm just like, you know, I Chris, I need some sunshine. You know, need need That's some right. sunshine and. Now, fortunately, we have a character here who can bring that to us. Um, but we start Absolutely. we start off with like our our main character, uh, Hodaka. He's kind of like narrating um, just this very beginning brief scene. And, and can we talk, by the way, that the um, the voice acting in this movie is top fucking notch. Oh yeah, like, absolutely top notch. And it was really cool because um, we meet a character later on. When I heard her voice, I was like, man, I know who that is. But I couldn't quite place it. And then when I saw the credits at the end, I was like, oh, fuck, Allison Brie. I love Allison Brie. Community, glow, just absolutely fucking fantastic at what she does. And fucking hilarious, by the way. So it was awesome to see, like, her in an anime film. I thought that was really cool. Interesting. I didn't even, I didn't even know. I haven't even, I didn't yeah, even uh, look at the credits. I, w- I, was, I was too busy not, you know, Chris, this movie definitely pulls on the heartstrings a little bit. Um, it does. It does, yeah. Uh, Natsumi, that's who she, uh, that's who she plays. Oh, okay. Uh, the girl working in the office, yeah. Yeah, stop staring at my boobs, that girl. <laughs> <laughs> stop staring at my boobs. Yeah, we we start off with our our man Hodaka. He's kind of like narrating, and we see our main girl, uh, the sunshine girl Hina, and she's in like a hospital, and she she seems pretty down. There's like a, I can't remember. Uh, well, there's someone laying in a bed who's clearly yeah. on life support. Yeah, I want. I don't know if it's. I can't remember it's, who it's her it is. Mom. It, 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 it's it's her, her mom. mom. Okay, I thought but that they don't tell us that until like way she later. explains. Yeah, she explains when she's explaining how she go. You know how all this started, how she could do that. She lets. She says that she was in the hospital with her mom. Yeah, and she basically like is praying, obviously, for her mother's to get well. Um, but you know, she looks outside. Obviously, it's doom and gloom, and then she sees like this ray of sunshine um, shining onto this. This gate thing, I don't know what these structures are really called. It's more like a, like a shrine, I would guess you'd call it. Yeah, like those uh those, those gates that you see in like temples and like they're they're all, like the red posts and like the the, the, the the they look like the pie symbol, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shrine gate. Just stereotypical shrine gates. Yeah, and so she heads over to that and um basically she like says a prayer and steps through this gate and you know, this is where we get the the instant we go straight to whimsical mode. Um, she's basically like flying through the air. It's like the rain's there, but like the rain's like taking the form of like fish. Uh, it just a really it's one of these scenes that's really hard to describe, um, or it'll make sense. It's almost like the scenes from Totoro, where it's just like just yeah, a very like whimsical. It's like you've gone through the clouds to another plane, like another world. It's it's really weird to describe. But yeah, and that's kind of like our opening scene of what we get. Where you, I mean, you get a real good taste of like how great this animation is, and the music kicks mm-hmm. in, and things like that. And then we kind of shift gears. We actually get to see our boy Hodaka, um, and he's basically oh, he's 16, and he's basically on 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 the run. Uh, he 
escaped his town, and he's trying to get back, uh, or he's trying to get to, I guess it's technically Tokyo City, what it is that he's trying to go to. Um, mm-hmm. And so he hops on this boat or this ferry, whatever you want to call it, and Chris, it's yeah, pouring there, too. I guess he too. lives on one of the islands, I guess one of the surrounding islands. Yeah, it says Kozushima, which I would I would assume. Yeah, it is one of the islands um, administered by Tokyo. Okay. Um, but yeah, he, he hops on this ferry, and, you know, it, it's pouring down rain there, and he's sitting, like, up on top of the boat, and the boat gets rocked by, like, a big wave of water, which almost, like... You see this a few times in this movie where, like, the rain almost, like, gathers above the people and then, like, drops at once. Um, again, it's hard to explain, hard to describe. Um, but he basically is about to get swept off this boat until uh, our boy Suga, who we're introduced to now, uh, ends up, like, grabbing his arm and saving him. Uh, and basically, they kind of become buddies a little bit here. Hodaka obviously thanks him for saving him from falling off the boat. And, uh, buys you know, him some beer and some dinner. Yeah, buys him a meal. Buys him a nice, a nice tall, tall glass of Bud Bud Light. You know, I don't know if that's what it is. That's right. Look, look, <laughs> look, real good. That's for damn sure. Look cool and for that's another thing too, man. In this guy's movies, the way they're animated, the food looks so fucking good. The beer's real man. frosty, dude. It made like, again this movie. This movie made me so fucking hungry and made me want a beer so bad. <laughs> yeah, he, he like, and what's weird is he got it out of like the vending machine, which I. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's how it is in Japan, but I want beer out of the vending machine, and it came in like a tall mug and everything. I was like, "This looks great." <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, whenever they get to Japan, uh, Suga gives Hodaka his business card and basically just like, "Hey, you ever need anything? Just give me a buzz, and uh, mm-hmm. I'll see what I can do." I think he kind of knows that Hodaka is just like a. Well, he thinks he's full of shit. Like he, because his business card says CEO of a company, and he's like, "Yeah, right." Yeah, and and on on the same boat, or no pun intended there. Uh, <laughs> but Odaka's <laughs> H- 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 <laughs> acting like he's gonna like go work in Japan. And I mean, you can tell he's just a kid. Yeah, because I love I love how he's like <clears throat> he's he he's definitely a kid and definitely like not really sure of how the world works because he's he's that person who you know who like he's looking at like the google autofill questions right like can can a kid get a job in tokyo can a kid kid get a job without a student id like mm-hmm. you know he's asking all he's asking the internet all these questions that like you know somebody who's more traveled or more mature would understand that like and if you're that young you can't work without a fucking permit or an id or something like that yeah, and and so he he tries, you know, he tries to apply at these places. And he get, he gets some interviews, and they're just no, you're too young, you're a kid, blah blah blah. Uh, and he basically is like staying. I don't know if he's staying at an internet cafe or what this place is. It's like a place where he, it's like a little tiny hotel room, essentially. It's just like one little single room. Yeah, it's weird. It did look like a, an internet cafe. It was kind of wild. Well, and like there was a computer in there, and I'm like, well, he didn't. I don't think he has this big, nice computer and these monitors and things like that. Um, but you know, he's struggling to find work. He's like, I can't keep spending money like this. Uh, and at one point, he's he's going through the rain, and I think the cops go to ask him a question like, "What are you doing here? Like, you're a kid." Uh, and, and so he takes off running, and eventually he ends up in this McDonald's restaurant, Chris, and. This is where he meets uh, Hina Amano, who is our... Yeah, and, and I wasn't sure if that was her the first time I saw her. I was just like, eh. Because, you know, like, 
we'd only at this point we'd only seen her at the very beginning and the it was very, just like exactly and i was like is that the girl from the beginning but then I, my, my attention was quickly taken to what was in the box <laughs> yeah because she sees him like drying off and uh, ends up he'd been sitting there like all day yeah and she ends up uh bringing him out a nice big mac chris the best big mac you've ever seen yeah um, and then she's and she's like don't tell anybody like i think she knows that he's kind of a vagabond like has nowhere to go um so she's like hey don't tell anybody but here you go look hungry yeah and then i'm trying to remember i think it was when he gets to the mcdonald's is when he realizes that he, he came across this gun um we see very briefly um like on the on the tv screens and like the screens of like the it's not Times Square in Japan. I don't know what they call like that, like whole entertainment area. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see, like there's been these guns that have been, uh, or like missing guns that they're like criminals are trying to get rid of or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. He actually ends up coming across like it's this envelope, and finds this handgun in this like in this uh, envelope. I guess is what it is. Um, so now he has a gun, which he's obviously trying to keep under wraps. Uh, but he he keeps it. Pretty much for protection, and he still has Suga's business card, so he gives Suga a call because obviously he's pretty down on his luck. He ain't making no money. Um, and outside of this Big Absolutely. Mac, he's been living off of pretty much just ramen. And so he meets up with Suga, and we're introduced to our girl Natsumi. Uh, <laughs> yep. And Suga, yeah, what, what, a, what a great little um, yeah, what a great little um, interaction there, because um. You find out that this guy is just a, he is kind of a legit businessman and he runs a tabloid newspaper, but he's a legit businessman. That's right. They're just, if the story sells, Chris, they're putting it on paper. All right. Um, That's right. Goddamn right they are. But yeah. And we meet, Natsumi is actually his niece, although for a good majority of the movie, you think these two are together. And you make him, because the way she also makes it think she's like, whatever you're thinking. Oh, it's true. And he's like, oh, I've never met a mistress before. Yeah, like, she she, she doesn't help our boy, like, Hodaka, like, know the difference. Oh, yeah, she, she, she is definitely fucking with him, for sure. Yeah, and uh, so basically, Suga decides to hire him on as an assistant uh, for their magazine. And basically, pretty much just their errand boy for the most part. You know, he's cooking the meals, but, you know, they're providing the meals and providing him a place to stay. And, you know, they're investigating, like, all these different, like, urban legends and things like that. Um, and, you know, one of one of the other main things that he, Suga kind of points out, which kind of is where our story goes, is this legend of these sunshine girls that can control the weather. It's been, it's been raining, I think, at this point in the movie for, like, almost two months nonstop. Yeah. So Tokyo has just become Seattle in, in a way. Basically. Which, which I think is really cool. I like I like that this world kind of has this, you know, it kind of had almost like this, I don't want to use the word dystopian, but there's definitely like, you know, if the rain was on nonstop, like the inevitability, right, of the world flooding is, is, is just a real looming threat, right? Yeah. And, and I guess I should mention, because we're about to meet this character again, uh, I, fr- I kind of breezed past it. it was before he got to the McDonald's is when He's like sleeping. He's like just sitting outside of that club. Uh, and yeah, the, and he's, the, yeah. He's and the the one dude comes out and he's like being an asshole to him, like, "Oh, you can't stay here," and like pushes him into the trash can, and that's where yeah. he discovers the gun. Um, yeah, but yeah. Like a goof. He keeps it. But yeah, so he starts working for 
uh, Suga's company uh, with Natsumi and going out to get the hot scoop. Oh yeah, yeah. That's when this is when they go and meet the the like psychic fortune teller lady, uh, and she's basically saying, yeah, the the mystery sunshine the, girls exist. Yeah, these exist. Um, mm-hmm. and a little way, a little while later, our boy Hodaka uh, sees his girl Hina, uh, basically being pressured to work into like this this dude's club, which seems like a pretty sketchy place. Um, not a place for like a teenage yeah. girl to be working at. And exactly. And so Hodaka goes and, like, tries to help her get out of there, um, but gets chased down by this guy, the same guy from the night, a few nights before, who, like, pushed him into the trash can and all this stuff. This time, Hodaka's got a gun, so he pulls the gun on him after this dude's beating up on him, and, yeah. you know, he thinks it's a toy, of course, so Hodaka shoots the gun up into the air, and now, now and they know. They're like, oh, shit. one of the streetlights or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he, uh, he learned Hody's got a gun real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so the, those two uh, escape and get away. Um, and I want to say she takes him to the same building that she, where we saw her at the beginning, where the shrine was up top. She takes her, she, she takes him there so they can like dry off and chill out. Um, yeah. she, and she also scolds him too. Yeah. She's like, "Why the fuck do you have a gun? Like, what is wrong with you?" Yeah, which. You know, obviously, it it just kind of like fell upon him. Like it's not like he, it's not like he went to Japan with a gun or anything. It's just, you know, he kept he hung on to it, and you know, and honestly, it kind of got him and her out of a a pretty shitty situation. Yeah. Um, but then she takes him up up to the top of the building, and she she shows off her powers. She uh, she is a a sunshine girl. She starts to pray, and the the sky begins to open up, and the sun comes out, and uh. Yeah, he's he he's found this urban legend that they had heard about, and uh, yeah, yeah, and then and then we start to learn more about her. Finds out that she lives alone with her brother uh, Nagi, um, who is basically the pimp uh, of the school. He is fucking of the school bus. <laughs> fucking silky smooth pimp player extraordinaire. This kid be giving Honey's new hairdos with his backhand. <laughs> yeah. This kid. Dude, you need to wear a light vest when you're around this kid, just because he is just drowning, just drowning in pussy. It's crazy. Yeah, and I forgot to mention, like at one point, Hodaka hops on a bus. Like, I can't remember if it was to go to like where the internet cafe was or what. Um, but that's where we first saw Nagi, and you thought he was just like a throwaway character, because uh, there's like a girl that's talking to him on the bus, and then she has to get off at her stop, and as soon as she gets off, another girl gets on the bus. It's like, oh hey Nagi, how are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah, like, he's like, oh my god, this guy's a player. He's just a player, just a total pimp. Um, but yeah, that's that is her brother, and they they don't really have an adult guardian. Um, and which at first I was like, that's got to be a red flag, and we f- come to find out later, yeah, it ends up being a kind of a bit of a problem. Well, um, and she also said she also makes sure to mention that like, well, I'll be eighteen in a month. You know, mm-hmm. so she makes you. She definitely makes you realize that okay, well, maybe she's of age, and you know that's. And you start thinking, okay, well, clearly her mom died. She's taking care of the family now, um, but she's not quite there. So they've got to be like super kind of chill because you definitely, you know, and that's real world, man. You you don't want social services knocking on your door because you're underage, caring for an even younger family member. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, and and clearly, like the McDonald's paychecks aren't cutting it, which is why she was, you know, well, she also got fucking fired. Yeah, she before, got uh... she got canned, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And which now, is... I don't think it was for the big Mo- It may have been for the Big Mac, but I she she kind of alluded that it was, but she never really made it clear. And he was just like. I don't know. Like he's like, I didn't tell anybody. I never saw. It. And this is back when they were when she was scolding him, you know, with over the gun. So I guess she got fired for giving him the Big Mac, but she also made it seem like that no, that wasn't it. That she was just ready to leave anyway, or it was something else. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, for a Big Mac like that, I mean, you probably got to let him go. You know, I mean, that was that that was, I, that was the best goddamn Big Mac I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd have fired somebody over giving that Big Mac away for free. That's at least a fifty dollar Big Mac. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, so her and her brother are in some financial trouble. Obviously, she's trying to take care of him while he goes to school. And Hodaka kind of comes up with this idea. He's like, hey, let's start a business. You know, you can use your ability of sunshine to clear the weather for events. You know, like weddings, parties. I also lie. Let it be known that if I ever saw an employee of mine, if I was working in a restaurant, give 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 somebody who was hungry food, I would never, never get mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, this was a good Big Mac. <laughs> but, yes. no, I'm, I, I, I see what you mean there, Chris. You don't want to sound like uh, you don't want to like sound snob. He'd be like, they can't yeah, have I'm any free food. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I am not heartless. I promise. <laughs> but yeah, they come up with this idea for her to be a sunshine girl, and uh, they make up like a little website that they can you know do the orders on. These kids are very smart. Um, yeah, like they're very savvy. They pretty much immediately get to work. Um, and, you know, we kind of get another one of those. Like, they play, like... I don't know if the music in this movie is from the same people that did Your Name, um, but it sounds very similar. I uh, like it. I definitely yeah, like you, it. Yeah, uh, you know, I absolutely enjoy it, and I really like when they do these these moments where it's kind of like a, a little bit of a time skip where they show, like, different moments of them bringing sunshine to people and things like yeah, that. Very montage as yeah. far as them, them getting things done. Which I, which I enjoy because I, I love the music that goes on in the background. So they, you know, they're. Work- I, I love a good montage. I'm a yeah. sucker for a good montage. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, business is booming for these kids. Uh, you know, they're they're making some decent money. Um, they got a full skeddy. Yeah, they, people people are uh, people want their services. Yeah, and I, I want to say, I'm trying to remember, I think it's the fireworks festival is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. But eventually she gets shown on, on TV, and so their site's just getting flooded and flooded with more oh, requests. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's, they've, they've kind of bitten off a little bit more than they can chew. Obviously, it's been raining in Japan for months at this point, uh, yep. with, with the exception of where she's at. Um, which, you know, it, it kind of starts to raise, like, some, some questions. Obviously, like, people are like, oh, well, how does this work? You know, like, how, how is she bringing sunshine? You know, what, what's, what's the scoop here? Who are these kids? And... Eventually, you know, the cops start to catch on. They, they start looking for Hodaka because Hodaka's parents have filed a missing, pers- missing persons report. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I, I, at this point in the movie, I almost forgot about that he'd even ran away. I thought he was just some kid in Tokyo at this point. I I completely forgotten. Oh wait, he ran away from home. Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> they really glossed over that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and of course, there's like a he, he was, there was some security footage that caught him using the gun uh, when the dude from the club attacked him. Uh, and so, you know, eventually the cops come knocking at Hina's apartment uh, where she lives, and Hodaka hides. Uh, but the cops are like, 
they're asking if she's ever seen him, blah, blah, blah. And they realize, obviously, that it's just her and her little brother, and there's no, you know, they have no legal guardian. They have nobody taking care of them. Uh, and they mentioned that her mother had died recently, um, which, like you mentioned, uh, she, she was the lady that was laying in the hospital bed at the very beginning. Um, so basically, now, now they're all kind of, all three on the run, because social services are probably going to take these two into custody, um, probably separate them, you know how, like, like, it, it, it's tough whenever kids get put into, like, foster care and things like that, like, they usually get separated from their siblings, um, mm-hmm. so our whole, our whole squad here basically, uh, kind of, kind of lives life on the run after this, um. And, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, um, trying to remember where we go from here. See, so they, they leave, um, eventually they meet up, Hodaka meets up with, uh, Suga, uh, who has also been visited by the police, and Suga kind of realizes that Hodaka was a runaway. I don't, I can't remember if he had already known that or not, um, but he can't risk losing his business, uh, for yep. taking care of, like, just, a. Basically, like hiding a runaway child, you know, he could, you know, he could get charged for things for that. Um, and so he actually fires him, um, but not like, not like he wanted to. It's just something he kind of had to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, he gave him, and he basically was like, "Hey, consider this your severance pay." Yeah, and he 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 just doesn't want to get accused of kidnapping or anything like that. And, well, and that too, and he's also got like he's in a custody battle for his daughter. So he's like, yeah, me getting arrested and me harboring a fugitive or, you know, being caught up in this probably won't allow me to get my daughter. Um, yeah, and I'm, I was trying to remember if when in this point, I think it's during this time where Hodaka and Hina are walking, and this is where, like, she disappears for a second and she ends up, she's, like, flying up in the air. Yeah, it, it, it's like, it's... I want to say it's like before this. Um, well, no, it, it might. I think it is around right around this time because yeah, she does disappear. And she's like floating up in the air. Yeah, it's just one of those like heart dropping moments because I, Chris, I thought she was gone. I thought she was just gonna disappear because we had heard like rumors of these legends of these uh, sunshine girls that they're like a sacrifice. And yep. dude, I I literally thought when when I saw this in theaters, me and my buddy Alex, we like looked at each other and we're like, wait, is this like a your name moment where like they're just it, like one person vanishes and like things go back to normal like what 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 just happened and then of course fortunately we look up um but she is starting to like almost be transparent in a way like yeah she she's like almost like almost like she's losing control for lack of a better way to put it yeah and like the weather is getting way worse like the rain's not stopping um yeah and so you know it, it almost it almost seems like there's a clock on you know how long you know she's going to be around for, uh, mm-hmm. which kind tis, of tis the uh, the plight of being a sunshine girl. Apparently, like yeah. that's your. It almost becomes like your duty to fulfill. Yeah, which kind of it it really shifts the movie in a new direction because it kind of gets like a more somber tone to it. Like it, you, like you now you're like concerned. Like you know yep. you don't want anything to happen to this girl. Um, yep, and you also start to realize that whatever. Because at this point, this is when you start realizing that he is definitely falling for her. Oh yeah, he is he is blushing like crazy. Yeah, um, like a fucking like a like a schoolgirl. <laughs> but but then this is where us the audience realize that okay, this 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 relationship is very much on borrowed time. Yeah. And so they end up 
you know, to get away from, you know, all this crummy weather, um, they, they take shelter in, like, this real nice hotel. Um, I think they use some of their money they made from the business. You know, and, it, and it's a nice, nice hotel. They kind of get a nice relax. Um, and, you know, they, they're eating food. They're doing karaoke. Chris, and then we get, like, in my opinion, like, the saddest part is when he, like, does his little prayer where he's like, God, please don't let this, like, go away. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, God. Be strong. Because like, <laughs> you know immediately, like, this is going to go away. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that, it's, yeah. It's happening. Yeah. Shit. And, and he had also, I can't remember where he went to get the little ring for her, like to, that he was going to mm-hmm. promise to protect her. Um, but he got her a little ring. Promised ring. ring. How sweet. Yeah, because, of course, it was, you know, what we thought was going to be her 18th birthday. Um, and so he gives it to her before they all fall asleep. And then, mm-hmm. you know, next morning, yeah, uh, we, we, we wake up, Chris, and Nagi's there and Hodaka's there, but Hina, it's just the, the robe that she was wearing. There is no, yeah, she, she's gone. She, she is, is gone, gone. Chris. Gone. They, they just punch us right in the gut. Just, just, <laughs> they took, they took his girl away from him. Um, right. And, uh. I think this this is where like they, is this where they get apprehended by the police? Yeah, the police end up showing up at the hotel room. Um, Nagi is basically sent to like the the children's section of the police station, and Hodaka yeah. Hodaka is just pretty much putting like a because yeah, we actually because we found out that she was not turning eighteen; she was only fifteen years old, and um, they made a big deal about that earlier because he was like. Oh, because she was like, "Well, I'm older than you, so you got to listen to me." And he's like, "What? You're older than me? Like, you know?" Yeah. I think the they, they, that was like kind of like one of their first like relationship, you know, what am I trying to say? Like relationship paradigms or whatever. But then like he found out that she was definitely not, and then it made more sense as to why the police were like knocking on their door again, knowing that they they literally could not be on their own. So that's and so they the uh, the younger brother is it Nagi, right? That was his name. Yep. He was taken by social services and was basically hanging out like in the uh, the social services waiting area or wherever it was he was staying um, under police supervision, no less. Yeah, and then of course our boy Hodaka, you know, you know he's in love with this girl, so he, he he's trying to figure out a way. He basically uh, escapes from police custody and uh, with the help of Which, our. By the way, it's like God damn it, man! Like the what? Talk about the most bumbling police force I've, I don't think I've <laughs> ever seen. Like this kid just runs like cross country through the police station. Like they're not at the front door. Like they're deep in the police station. They're like <laughs> like they're like Resident Evil Two, where you've already gotten like the keys and the emblems. Like you've <laughs> gone through some uh, some passageways, and uh, not a single cop apprehends this kid. He just hauls ass out of this police station. Yeah, they try to chase after him, but by the time they like try to, it's almost too late. And uh, fortunately for our boy Hodaka, Natsumi rolls by on her like fucking Vespa or whatever the hell this thing That's is. That's right. Fucking, we just can't get away from these goddamn Vespas, can we? <laughs> we can't, you know. But no guitars here. Um, right. So throws her on the back, or throws him on the back, and they become outlaws. Yeah, and they try to get away as far as they can um, before, like, the road at one point is flooded. Um, and so Hodaka continues on foot to that same building where the shrine was. Um, just to, you know, you know, maybe something he can do can make Hina reappear. You know, he's trying everything at this point. You know, this, this is his girl. Um, 
And while that's happening, we also kind of get to see Nagi. He's being visited by his little girlfriends, and uh, he kind of gets one of them to bring him like a like a costume. So he can swap into that so he can look like a girl, so that way he can leave and they can stay behind and like with the child services people. Uh, again, like like how like how Hodoka got away from the police force, Nagi manages to get away from uh, social services, and they all kind of make their way to this uh, the Yoyoki Haigan building, which is the one with the shrine on top. Uh, yeah. And so when Hodoka gets there, he, you know, Suga is actually there, and he's basically like telling him to stop this. Uh, obviously, Hodoka is, you know, he he's he's not stopping for anything. Uh, eventually, the police show up. Um, and in in I'm trying to remember. I can't remember that cop. Yeah, one got cop's name. Guns. Uh, who looks like black hair Kuwabara. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's yeah, he's got the haircut. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, eventually guns get drawn and you know, Hodaka pulls the his gun out, which you know <laughs> not a not a very smart move on his part. No, no, he is surrounded <laughs> by the fuzz and uh, he decides to take his gun out. But I wanna say what well, he do, he doesn't fire it or what does he do? He drops it and like tries to run. Yeah, I want to say he might shoot it up in the air once, um, but I think it's just as like a scare tactic. And then eventually, like after hearing Hodoka's pleas, like Suga kind of helps him escape, uh, mm-hmm. punches the cop in the face, just so Hodoka can get away and get to the top of the shrine. And so he gets to the top of the shrine, and basically praying with all his might, he jumps through the shrine gate. And, next and he's now floating in that upside down b- between the clouds world. Yeah, and uh, he comes across Hina, and you know, obviously, she's shocked to see him. And uh, <laughs> we get like this weird, like whimsical scene where they're like flying through the air, and, like he, they're holding on to each other. And then he lets her go by accident, and he has like his, his Spider-Man Gwen Stacy moment, but she doesn't hit the ground. Uh, he saves her, <laughs> and. Mm-hmm. You know they're they're all kind of like transported back to the regular world, um, and like they're back on the rooftop shrine. Uh, and, you know the rains, and, you know it's still raining, all the stuff's still happening. Uh, they all get arrested, of course. Uh, so Hina, Hodoka, Natsumi, Nagi, and Suga—they're all arrested. Um, obviously, most of them were just helping out Hodoka. Uh, but yeah, he basically ends up getting sentenced to a three-year probation period. Yeah, basically, he's on probation until he graduates high school and basically gets sent back home. Yeah, back to his home in Kozushima. Um, which obviously, he's, he's pretty bummed about. Um, and we find out, we kind of get a, our little time skip basically three years later. We we just jump right to his graduation day. And, you know, he's on his way back to Tokyo, and then we find out that rain has been falling without end in Tokyo for these last three years, and... The city's fucking sunk. Like, it is underwater for the most part. Yeah, most of the city is completely underwater, which is why I said in our messages earlier, I was like, it's pretty much just the beginning of Japan sinks without the earthquake. Like, it's just... Pretty much. Just nonstop rain, and... So he, he heads to Tokyo to start college, I guess, in this... in water world, and... Mm-hmm. You know, he meets up with our old, our old buddy Suga. Um, his business is expanding and even bigger than before, and he encourages him to go find Hina. And you know, that's we all know that's why Hodoka's really in Japan. Uh, 
Exactly. Make no bones exactly about it. Why he's there. Yeah, he don't give a shit about college. He he's there to get his girl. You know, he don't exactly. want to. He don't want to lose his sunshine girl. And you know, he eventually comes across her uh, praying on the street where it looks very similar to where the seat, like the street where she disappeared and like flew up in the air the first time. Mm-hmm. Um. And you know, Chris, they 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 are back together, and you know that's it. That is weathering with you. Yeah, yep. and uh, kind of a that... kind of an interesting thing that they're just gonna, you know, instead of sacrificing one life, they're just gonna, you know, like you mentioned, they're just gonna flood Tokyo. Um, yeah, because like the whole thing, the whole time that you know he goes after her, you know, she has made this choice to basically protect the city, more or less, right? Like that's kind of her thing. That is her duty as a sunshine girl. And ultimately, she's going to end up, you know, I don't know, I guess she, she won't be able to live a normal life. She won't be able to live her life at all. And our man just goes in there and says, hey, how about fuck everybody else? Live your life. And then that causes just the torrential downpour sinking the city of Tokyo. And, Cody, that's that's the issue I have. And... Here's the the rationale, like the rational like to play devil's advocate. Love is selfish. And I think that's that is one of the themes of this movie in a very weird and not so evident way. Cause you know, like for example, say this was my wife and the city of Richmond. Well, I fucking hope everybody in Richmond can swim because I would not sacrifice my wife for that. Um, you know, not I would not I just couldn't do it. Yeah. But I'm also married to to this gal, and I've known her for a long time. You know, and I think, and the reason I think that's an important distinction is because I feel like we didn't really get to see a whole lot. We got to see them interact together, but I felt like their relationship just kind of blossomed out of nowhere. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was kind of like him to force yep. that kind of like that's a big decision to make. Yeah, and maybe maybe he wasn't looking at the whole scope of things here. Um, well, he's, he's a sixteen-year-old kid. He definitely was not looking at the whole big picture. Because yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, imagine if you told Superman, like, you know what? Why don't you fucking stop helping people? Why don't you go live your life? You, what do you want to do besides <laughs> help people? Go do that. Yeah. And then, like the the world just falls into disarray, right? Like that's. That's kind of what this is. And, like, I don't know. I just had a huge problem with that. That, like, man, we just let this entire fucking city sink because he wanted he wanted to get some tang when, when she became of age. <laughs> I don't know. Man. Like, I felt the stakes were, too, were so high. And we never got to the point where we could justify the stakes being that high. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and it makes, you know... Not to think too far ahead, but like what happened? Like eventually, Japan's just going to completely sink, and then you got to go to the right. mainland or something. Like it is just going to rain wherever she goes. Um, mm-hmm. Like lives were ruined. I, I feel man. like they, like, I, yeah, I feel like they've broken the cycle of this um, sunshine girl thing. Like, are we are we just going full blown water world? Uh, yeah, is that what we're doing? Um, I've seen that movie. That sucks. You don't want to. You don't want to live that yeah, life. It's not a fun place to go. Um, yeah, I I think I really did. I did enjoy the movie as a whole. Um, even with the yeah. ending, you know, maybe they didn't uh, show enough uh, of this love story, if that's what we can call it. 
I think we could have used. I think love being selfish is one of those underlying themes. I really do. It is. Love is definitely selfish. You more times than not, when you're in a serious relationship, you'll you'll be with your girl, your wife, over going out with the boys. You'll uh, you know, you make those decisions, um, because you're happy, she's happy, he's happy, whoever the case may be. Love is a very very selfish emotion, and like, how much more selfish can you get? Then saying, well, how about fuck one of the largest populated series on planet Earth? I want my girl. Not just cities, just countries. <laughs> right. Just That's the whole country saying. of Japan just... Oh, no it wasn't water. just Tokyo? It wasn't just Tokyo. It was the whole goddamn country. Okay. I mean, I, oh. I couldn't really tell. A lot of it was, you know, underwater. It was hard to, hard to pinpoint. Exactly. I, could, I noticed exactly. the Tokyo Skytree. I was like, oh, that's the Skytree. That's cool. Because uh, I've always wanted to go there. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah. I think I think what this movie could have used though, Chris, there's no "You Are My Sunshine." Like the song just fits perfectly. Man, that should have been the end credits. Like, don't ever a, take a, my sunshine away. He, he fought fuck to up. get his sunshine. Now it's just gonna rain forever. Um, he did. He did. And I think that was the uh, you know maybe that was the thing. Maybe the you know maybe this movie was about bringing that song to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe them being reunited. Made the rain stop. I I, I don't maybe. know. The credits roll. Maybe there's, so. there's a lot you can speculate after that, right? Maybe it was the right thing, or maybe maybe like you said, maybe you know we had talked about this before. Maybe it was just inevitable mm-hmm. that Tokyo was going to be underwater because of the rain. But I have a hard time accepting that because we had somebody who could help and made the decision, made that sacrificial decision to do that. But he was just like, "Nah, mine, my girl." Well, and I don't, yeah. I, I don't know if she had, I don't know if she really had the choice. I mean, right. She never I, expected I, I, to I, I, to pick I think up this it was role. Her inevitability, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's you, but also too, like, yeah, that that's fair. That that's fair. She, this is you know, but also too, Cody, with great power comes great responsibility. Ooh, right? got him. <laughs> that's right. So, so I definitely think that, um, that ultimately, I, again, it goes back to love being selfish, and I think you. And he's a kid. He's a kid who clearly, throughout the, the this movie, he does not understand how the world works. And yeah, but and again, I didn't hate the ending. I just was like, man, that just seems really off-putting considering everything that we went through. And him, you know, using this sunshine girl thing to help people. Though, you know, one could even argue it's like, were you just using her to make money? <laughs> I don't. I don't you know what I mean. So. I don't think. But, but like, but like, I don't know. Like, it, it just there, 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 there's, there's some things you can interpret, and t- interpret and take away, you know, from it. But overall, I really, really liked it. Um, but again, I think the the ending does really take me out of it. Like, man, this was such a great story, and then it's like, about well, fuck all of them, and it was just like, oh man, I don't know if I could live with that. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um. But yeah. All in all, I I really enjoyed the movie. The voice acting. Yeah, I did too. I uh, absolutely loved it. The animation, obviously, the music. Um. The Big Mac. Yeah, I, yeah, the Big Mac. It's just all, it's all great. And you know, it's still got that like kind of like supernaturally like science fiction kind of feel with the yeah, the weather absolutely. control thing and all that. But you know, all in all, I really enjoyed it. Um, Chris, where are you gonna put this on your ranking? So, again, uh, you know, I, I can't, I'm having a hard time, you know, with the ending. Um, our, our 
are also our movie list is pretty stacked, right? Like it's oh, it, yeah. unless you're in like the bottom couple, like you're you're pretty much a banger. But this one is going to be my new number thirteen. Um, the movie's good. I just think everything above it is better. And again, like the the ending, you know, I I really have trouble with it. I really really do. Um, but I understand it. Um, and it wasn't enough to ruin the movie for me, but it really takes me out of it. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's as high as I can go with it. But I, think, I highly recommend it. It's a highly recommended movie. Yeah, I think that's a fine, fine spot. Honestly, our movie our movie list is is looking real nice. Um, it's stacked. Now our now our show list. That's another story. Um, that's, a, but, yeah, that's another story for another cast. But pretty much movies. If you're not like in the low twenties, you're fine. Like you're you're gonna be exactly. fine. Um, I've been going back and forth debating on where I'm gonna put this. I think I'm gonna put this. Oh man, it's tough, man. It's somewhere near Grave of the Fireflies. Um, Grave of the Fireflies is a great movie, but you know, if I was choosing to watch this or Grave of the Fireflies, I'm choosing this every time. Um, That's fair. Mostly because I, you know, you know, <laughs> and we're not trying to cry. Grave here, is an right? emotional. It's an emotional toll. It is a yeah. It, <sighs> Which it's it's, it's a bird. It is hard to watch. Yeah, and it's kind of tough to put, you know, to rank it against some of these movies. I think I'm gonna put this as my new number five. Um, so I'm gonna put it under Your Name, Ninja Scroll, Akira, and Totoro. Uh, as my new number five for now. Uh, and I might debate this, you know, when we get to our 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 two year episode or our hundred hundredth episode, whichever we do. Yeah. Um, but I really do like this movie a ton. Uh, I think this is my favorite animation I've seen so far. Um, not, not story-wise, just animation-wise. Sure. Um, story's still good. You know, we have our gripes about the ending. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, just, uh, just another, another great movie that I'm glad we got to cover on the podcast. I definitely want to cover all, uh, of the movies by Makoto Shinkai. Um, at the moment, like, another one gets put on Netflix or Hulu or whichever streaming service of the thousands that we have, um, I doubt that'll be like a snap suggestion for me. Um, yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I definitely think it's worth. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to his new movie. Apparently, I believe we have release date in Japan. I believe it's November of this year is when it's coming out in Japan. So mm -hmm. hopefully early 2023, um, we'll be able to watch another movie of his. Go Maybe go see it in theaters. You know, who knows? Um, oh, man. Very excited for that. But Chris, now we got to shift gears because... Uh, Next week we're going to be covering Jujutsu Kaisen, probably one, yes. of, one of our most highly requested shows. Um, yeah, if I think not it, the highly yeah, the most I, requested show. Yeah, on I the think. Podcast. Yeah, I think it's between this and Promise Neverland. We're probably the most requested. Um, yeah, you know, there's a few. If others. this is anything nearly, if this is anything remotely as good as Promise Neverland, I'm in for a treat. I'm really excited to watch it. Yeah, and uh, so if you guys want to watch that with us, we're going to be covering the first twelve episodes. Um, you can watch them on Funimation. I believe it's on HBO Max. I'm not sure it about sure that. It sure is. It might be on Hulu, but I'm not sure. Um, I'm going to be watching the English version on Funimation. Uh, you know, I, I want to be able to pay attention to the animation and what's going on on screen. I don't want to have to read. Um, maybe maybe it's just maybe it's just old age that <laughs> that's how I am. But uh, that's okay, you know. But absolutely. And then. Whenever the movie becomes, a, I'm not sure. I would assume the movie just takes place after season one. 
Mm-hmm. Um, which would make sense. I believe the movie is still in theaters now. Um, so hopefully, I mean, who knows? Maybe in two weeks it's still in theaters, and we can go catch it for like a like a a two dollar uh, a two dollar showing as they like are about to take it off the theaters. But I would imagine it'll be on Funimation fairly soon. Um, yeah, but we'll figure that out whenever we get into that. Um, yeah, we're gonna cover Absolutely. the first twelve episodes <laughs> next week, and then we'll have a new poll next week as well uh, for a new movie. Hopefully, Demon Slayer will be done dubbing by the end of all of that. But uh, yeah, that's a, that's our future schedule. First n- next two weeks, we're doing Jujutsu Kaisen, so please watch along with us, guys. If you guys want to participate in our polls, you can go to our Twitter page, which is just at Shonen and Suds. You can leave us suggestions there or on our Facebook page, um, and vote. We, you know, your vote matters. We got a lot more votes this time, so I'm glad to see that. Um, but you know, we want to have some competition, right, Chris? We're not just nominating Absolutely. these as our nominations. It's like a we got to beat out our. We're our, nominating we, what we want to watch. Yeah, and we got to beat out each other's nominations. Uh, of course, I pulled the big punch here, and I pulled out Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, you know, I, 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 I want we we. You I, had the inside baseball on this. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I, I thought it would be a lot closer than it was, and it, you know, it was close at first. I think it was tied up on votes, um, but Jujutsu Kaisen ended up running away with it. Um, no, Avi. Jujutsu is definitely the uh, also the shiny new toy, right? Everybody's right. everybody's seen Brotherhood ad nauseum. Yeah, it's, we we all know what it's about, but that doesn't make it <laughs> any less good. But Jujutsu is like the it's it's the it's the new toy. It's the it's the 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 fresh the fresh produce. It's the uh, you know it, it's what's hip. Yeah, and uh, you know it w- it probably would have been the same way if I threw Attack on Titan up there or something like that. You know it's yeah. It's hard. It's hard to compete with some of these newer anime that are coming out. Um, but yeah, that's it. Chris. That's all I got. I am. Uh, I, I'm, I, uh, I'm I cold. Am... And I'm wet. Oh, <laughs> in a sexy way. Chris, you need a sunshine girl. <laughs> I do. No, you need a Big Mac is what you need, Chris. Uh, I, I need a sunshine Big Mac. I need to open up that box and let the sun, the ray of light, just come down on it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I am Cody Snodgrass. I am Chris Adams. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, as always. I'm loving it.